Hi, everyone, and welcome to VMware's Partnership Perspectives podcast. I'm Kathleen Tandy, Vice President of Global Partner and Alliance Marketing at VMware, and I'm pleased to bring you the stories and trends from our VMware partners, executives, and industry analysts. Today, I'll be sharing a recent conversation with Tracy Ann Palmer, Vice President of Partner Programs and Experience at VMware. Tracy Ann joined VMware a little less than one year ago, and since that time has been making major strides for our partner community from within the business. Let's go to our conversation now. Tracy Ann, thank you so much for joining me today. Kathleen, it's so wonderful to be here, and thanks for having me. My pleasure. Now, how long have you been with VMware? You joined about six months ago. Has it been six months or a little longer? I'm actually going on my eighth month, in between seven and eight. So it's been really exciting and extremely happy to be here. We're on a major transformation journey, as you know. And sometimes it feels like a day, and then other times it feels like I've been here 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> that is VMware for you. And I know even since you've been here that your role has evolved. Can you talk a little bit about the scope that you are leading to support our partners and how overall you are working and leading your team to help elevate the partner value here at VMware? Yeah, thanks, Kathleen. So when I joined, first and foremost, we had just been through an organizational uh, structural change with Sandy Hogan coming in. And we had determined that it was, it made a lot of sense to have our programs, global programs, our incentives, as well as compliance and partner experience underneath one single threaded owner and one umbrella, which makes perfect sense when you think about the dependencies and the connective tissue that really needs to go across an ecosystem and a channel. A few months ago, I was given the responsibility of distribution as well, which is leading all of our global distributors. And if you think about organizations like Ingram Micro, Tech Data, Arrow, some of our largest distributors in the ecosystem, and that has been really exciting and has really been a great complementary addition to the overall scope, as well as, again, It's really made a lot of sense with the connective tissue, with the programs, with the scale programs that we've got, as well as our Ignite framework with our Distiboost program. If you go on to think about value, first of all, what I will say, and I've said it to you before, so I know that this will resonate, our partners have choice. This is a very competitive industry, and we want to make sure that we are helping our partners build practices within our ecosystem that are profitable, that are predictable and consistent, and that we are certainly adding value to them. But again, think about where we all add value, and that's really with our customers, right? What are our customers going through? Our customers are going through significant impact, even if you think about the last 12 to 16 months with with COVID, right? Just significant impact in terms of how we work, where we work, Our Anywhere Workspace experience is all about this pandemic. And we've seen major, major shifts in the ecosystem. And also what what customers have to work with and work through as you think about infrastructure and you think about cloud. 
So one of the things that we've been thinking very thoughtfully and deliberately about is what is the role of our partner, first of all, in our ecosystem, in terms of our customer, as we think about our cloud, our SaaS subscription business and where we're going. And that's really shifted. What our customers really need is they need our help, our partner's help in helping them really make sure that, first of all, what they're implementing is going to be at scale for the future, that they're going to be able to, from an infrastructure perspective, really support uh, remote work, support a lot of the security implications that exist today in a very high-risk, high-threat environment, and be agile, be very flexible, because we've just had 16 months or so of a pandemic but there could be something else that might come our way and they need to be agile, they need to be flexible and they need to be very fast. We work in a very competitive industry. And so with all of that being said, what is critical for our partners is being able to impact the customer. And that is all about for us being in the customer's world, helping them to get adoption of really key technologies in the infrastructure that are going to help them do that. It is about making sure that they're able to transform their digital footprint. And we need our partners to help us do that. We are one piece of the puzzle. Our partners bring that all to life inside of our customer's environment. So what we're working on now is a major overhaul of everything. (laughs) That sounds like a big undertaking. It's a big (laughs) undertaking. Yes. So we are diving into number one, what we're calling customer lifecycle incentives, meaning how do we look at the customer journey? How do we look at the partner's journey within the customer's world? and what they're trying to get to, and what they're trying to impact, and how do we layer in the compelling events where a partner brings value. For instance, as an example, in a cloud environment, in a cloud world, POCs are really important for customers. They want to try, they want to try out, they want to make sure that this is going to work in their environment. And partners play a pivotal role in that discussion, specifically as you think about consulting and the migration and the implementations. So we are working with our partners around incenting them to be involved and engaged with VMware around POCs, around assessments, around technical assessments. And then also, as we think about the larger community, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more, is how do we create a community of partners multiplying and working together inside of our VMware ecosystem and portfolio to really grow our customers and grow their revenue as well as build practices around us. Yeah, you mentioned ecosystem, and I know I've seen data, you've seen data that is showing that no longer can just one partner do it all for these very complex transformations among our customers. And in fact, we're seeing multiple partners working together in terms of multiple projects, in terms of helping to support that evolution What are some of the ways that we are thinking about supporting and engaging with partners together as they work together to drive impact with our customers? Yeah, so we just launched what is called a P2P incentive. What is important about that and something that you just said, Kathleen, is if you think about a customer life cycle, there's never one partner. Today, there's not one partner. 
there is a normally a minimum of two, and in some cases it might be three to four partners. Our responsibility from a VMware perspective is to ensure that the right partners are working together to really take care of our customer. And so what this P2P incentive does, we actually contracted with an incredible company called Workspan, and we've built out a reseller partner if they refer a services partner into the opportunity with a customer they would get incented to do that. Because what we're trying to get to is one, make sure that our partners are working together. They are helping each other because that ultimately is going to help our customer. And that we're also making sure that the right partners who really understand how to do the work and have the capability are actually the ones performing the work for our customer. So P2P right now, leading edge, it's certainly where the industry is going as a whole, but it is all about making sure that our partners are supporting each other and that we're creating a bigger community. And that really is the multiplier effect because what we'll find is our right partners will be in the right customer opportunities. That's really important. Going back just a, a couple minutes ago, you were talking about how you're seeing the role of the partner really shifting. And I know one of the other transformations we're seeing happen, accelerated by the events of the last year, is the shift to subscription, to SaaS, to how customers want to purchase and consume differently. What are you seeing as a result of the shift to SaaS and subscription how is that most impacting the role of the partner in driving customer impact? And what are the biggest shifts that you're seeing that you're then working to support as you drive changes in how we support our partners? First of all, the SaaS subscription business model is different. In the days of perpetual license, what would happen is you sell a customer a license and they're off to the races. And, you know, you would come and you would make sure that they're doing okay. But for the most part, go back to the customer in three years and, you know, you make sure that you have a renewed contract with them. Well, that is not the world of SaaS and subscription. And the world of SaaS and subscription requires customer success. And what I mean by that is adoption of technology. And we all know that the iPhone is very intuitive. But if you have software that may be a little bit more complex and really needs some hand-holding, You've got to bring your entire organization along in some cases to really enable them, get them to adopt technology, get them to actually make it part of their everyday and ultimately derive value from the business, right? What is the business impact this technology is actually having? So in that vein and that context, what our partners are doing is, first of all, they come in as consultants to really understand what business problem they're trying to solve specifically around digital transformation and moving to more of a cloud-based economy. But secondly, once that software or service is adopted, what's happening then? Is it shelfware or are they enabling the customer? Are they teaching the customer? Do they have customer success in place to really make sure that they're doing workshops or they're, they're implementing it successfully and they're teaching people how to go fish versus fishing for them, because that's really the key, right? The customer has to understand how to adopt and how to consume. So that is really the role that our partners are playing. They're playing that very important role of making sure that there are what I call services, add-on services, 
to, first of all, the technology. It might be an implementation. It might be deployment. It might be ongoing support. It might be customer success. But in that case, we're seeing this blurred of lines between what used to be what a reseller partner was. We're now seeing those reseller partners are now also services partners. Those services partners, in some cases, are now MSPs. Cloud providers might be MSPs. So these all these different models and types of partners that are all just blurring and have multiple different business models to support the ecosystem. And that's interesting and also pretty complex because you've got to make sure that, one, you're helping them develop the right competencies and capabilities to build their practices around VMware and ultimately support the customer. What we're doing around that is we're now looking at things like bookings and revenue. When you had Transact Partners, we looked at bookings. When you have SaaS subscription business, you start looking at revenue, annual contract value and total contract value. So now we're looking and saying, okay, we have to support all of it. We have to support all these kinds of partners and the entire business model. So CLI, which is what we just launched in February, March, we support our partners across that life cycle, including looking at deployment and looking at consumption. What are we doing around consumption? What are we doing around expand and renew inside of a customer's environment and bringing our partners along for that ride? We're right now looking at if we were going to support our partners in customer success, what does that customer success journey look like for a customer? And then how do we help our partners develop those customer success practices that would really ultimately recognize value to an end user customer? So, so much going on, but enablement is a big part of that. Partner experience and how we help our partners go faster and quicker and add self-service capability where we're not the ones that they have to continue rely on. Those are all part of it, as well as just the strategy and the investments we also need to make, specifically as you think about joint solutions, vertical solutions, as we move to more of an outcome-based company. We'll always have product, but that's not how a customer buys. Customers buy solutions. So how do we bring that all together for our partners? So it's clear that as we all go through this accelerated transformation, the impacts are broad, they are deep. It touches every aspect of our business, our customer's business, our partner's business. Earlier, you had also mentioned that our partners have choice. So it's one, it's very clear that VMware is on a journey, our customers are on a journey, our partners are on a journey. But we have to work together, all of us, because VMware certainly can't do it alone. Our partners play a critical role in helping to drive that customer impact. But they do have choice, and that experience becomes even more important, and it encumbers a number of different things. Tracy, and what is on your roadmap in terms of what do you think are the top three things that you want to lead in terms of helping to improve that partner experience over the next one to two years? Kathleen, that's an excellent question. We are going through a huge initiative right now, which I'm certainly very, very passionate about. And that is really looking very deeply at our partner experience. If I had to think about the three things, number one, I want to consumerize the partner experience. Now, if you think about all of us as consumers, what does that mean? When I pick up my iPhone, I know how to work it. It's intuitive. I have an app store. I know where to go to get incremental apps, but I know how to use it. It's easy. 
I can see my dashboards, it's automated, and it's a self-service journey. I don't need to call customer support to find anything. My assets are there. And so that's really what we're looking at now. We are diving into personas, both business model as well as individuals, and what is the journey that they go through, whether they want to pick up a campaign for demand gen and do some marketing, whether they want to be enabled, that they want their teams to be enabled. What does that full journey look like? So that consumer aspect is really important because what that means is that we're going to provide self-service capability. The second one is automation. We still have a lot of components within our environment where we have different portals and different experiences that our partners are going through. And so we are really laser focused on where do we need to automate? Where do we need to integrate? And how do we make that digital experience feel and seem more seamless? So that's really important. And then that last piece, which is, I want the partners to feel that they are valued and that we've created a community for them. Kathleen, you and I have often spoken about things like partner locator and this P2P community. How do we truly create a partner community, which is a VMware community? And we've been looking a lot at different technologies that we could do with that where we could really bring in partners being able to interact with each other, engage with each other, as well as with the broader VMware, and what does true community feel and look like? And then how do we also include some of that P2P partner locator and some of that other functionality within that to really bring that to life? And truly, at the end of the day, your goal is you want to delight your partners. You want them to feel that this is where they want to come every day. They want to be. They have the predictability. They can see that they're profitable. They've got the dashboards and the telemetry to see that. And we're also supporting the business impact side, which is I know where to go to see where customers are growing or not growing. I know where to go and spend my time. I know where to prioritize. So those are all things that fall within those three major criterias. Yeah, that one, that sounds really exciting, just knowing where VMware has been and where we can move to. It also sounds like we are designing for a new generation that is used to things being available on demand digitally instantly. And that matches with trends we're seeing in the demographics of our partners, doesn't it? That's right. Yeah. So well over 70% of our workforce will be millennials in just a few years. And so when you think about that statistic, and you think about the world that millennials have lived in over the last 20 years, that is their world. This is how they've become accustomed to. And then the other thing, all of us, we don't want to touch anything for more than 10 seconds. If it takes longer than 10 seconds, we, we lose interest. So whether you're a millennial or not, we're all kind of living in that environment. And so that's exactly right. We have to be building for the future. That is absolutely critical. We can't be building for where we are. We've got to build for where the puck is going. And that's all part of the partner experience vision. Now, as we build for that future uh, with the many, many different facets, I know that in order to make that journey successful, one of the key things is making sure that you have the right team, that we have the right talent. And this is something I've talked about with some of our other partner leaders that has been particularly challenging over the last year. I think the events over the last year have pushed us all out of our comfort zones I'm curious, Tracy Ann, and you even changed companies. You joined VMware during that time. But I'm curious, you're a very tenured leader in the IT industry. 
as a leader, how were you impacted over the last year? How was your leadership style impacted? And how are you translating this into how you are nurturing and developing the right talent to be able to help take on and drive these transformative initiatives? Kathleen, I think that's a really important question. If there is any leader out there who says that the last 16 months did not change them in some way, as leaders, first of all, none of us expected what was happening in the world. And the first thing that that happens is there's the sense of, oh my gosh, what does this mean? But what that ultimately translated in, and I've said this, I said this last week, in fact, is that if any of us did not become as human beings a little bit more empathetic and a little bit more understanding of what it really means to be a father, a mother, a parent in a huge major pandemic, trying to live a life of work-life integration, To me, that was the biggest takeaway is that we all know and we all knew that we are all trying to be those things while have a successful career. But it really came to life in the pandemic because parents and mothers and fathers were doing that real time while dealing with sickness, while dealing with other things where the whole world had changed. Some individuals I know, for instance, were home alone. That in itself created some isolation, social isolation, which has its own mental health issues. So I think the first thing is it made me as a leader step back and really, I think more deliberately about compassion and empathy and flexibility. When someone has to go and take care of a child's work or school at that precise moment, the flexibility has to be there in that schedule to allow for that. So that's one thing. I think the second, though, which was a little bit more less conscious, is resiliency and agility. Because as companies, we had to pivot. As human beings, we had to pivot. And as leaders, we had to pivot. So the first thing is you have to learn to be a lot more resilient because the transformation is happening to you, not you deciding for it to happen. (laughs) So your whole life changed and you had to not only be flexible to that change, But you had to survive, and I would even say you had to grow in that. It wasn't even just a case of survival. It was, okay, how do I embrace this? This is my new normal. How do I embrace this? So for me, it was really about creating different methods of opportunity for the team. I can tell you when COVID first happened, the first thing is every single day I did a stand-up for all of us because we had to build in mechanisms to connect, to become closer We didn't have that opportunity where we could be face-to-face anymore. So connecting more regularly, and I would say connecting deeper. How are you doing today? Uh, Just checking in was really important. When you're faced with, you're on Zoom all the time, you can't always see or feel what people are going through. But making that conscious effort to keep everybody inspired, keep everybody motivated, keep everybody, this is the vision, this is where we're going bringing everybody along for the ride. You can't all of a sudden have an offsite and bring them into the room and, you know, hey, here's where we're going. You know, this is our transformation. This is our breakthrough. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. So you've got to find different ways to do that, both individually as well as connecting together. And I'll tell you what's really funny about that. I've never had more Zoom parties, (laughs) you know, whether it's uh, the wine tasting or whether it's the celebratory party over Zoom You have to find ways. So I think for all of us, we we find a fun new normal 
and we learn to be a little bit more agile, which is really good. Yeah, I think the last year has been this contradiction in that in one way, we're more isolated from each other. Some people stuck home alone. Yet at the same time, we all are experiencing one giant shared experience. It is something that at the same time, everybody can relate to. And as you said, it's had those opportunities to create points of connection of intimacy with the the child in the background, the cat going across the laptop, right? So we've had a deeper level of connection at the same time that we're, we're both apart, which has just been a fascinating mix of the last year. I would also say one of the things I've also appreciated as we, I know you and I have talked about this, have struggled just to manage balance because it also means you can talk to everybody 24 hours a day on Zoom and have those calls is the increased focus on mental health, the increased focus on needing to practice self-care so that we can balance because otherwise it can be all consuming. You can be on Zoom calls all day long. That's exactly right. And one of the pieces of advice that I just gave my team just a couple of weeks ago is I want you to take one day out of the month, one day out of the month where you don't have calls, but your day is spent thinking, reading really good industry benchmark articles, reading about our world that we're living in, and just strategizing about your business. Because when you're on back-to-back calls and we are going constantly I know you are, I know I am, and many, many other people are. You can't think, and it's really important. All right, Tracy ann let's go in a slightly different direction and let's have some fun. What is a new app or application you're using on your phone that you've picked up in the last couple of months that's either just been fun or interesting or boosted your productivity? So you're going to laugh because one's going to be really practical and then I'm going to have two fun ones. So one is called Night Sky. And it's just a fun app that I use at night that can actually show me all the stars and exactly what the stars are and what they mean. And you literally just put it up at the sky and it lays it all out for you. It's, It's really cool. And I'm having a lot of fun with that because I'm learning a whole bunch of new things. The second one is Shaper, S H A P R, which is a business app. Excuse the expression, but it's, it's like a Tinder for business. So you match up with profiles actually gave it to my mentor class and they're using it and they're loving it because they're getting into contact with business people professionals who have very like-minded passions which is really really cool so it's s-h-a-p-r and i ask you to all take a look into that and then the last one is instacart because i don't have time to to go shopping (laughs) so it's been fabulous and so that's a life productivity app (laughs) it's a have to have need to have and it's made my life easy and uh, very productive (laughs) oh that's great so since you've been able to use instacart for all of your shopping is that freed up time for you to pick up any fun hobbies or new activities over the last year yeah so kathleen i used to do a lot of art and i used to paint And actually, just recently, I got my office all back uh, together with my art studio. So it's allowing me to do more creative things and to do more of my art, which I hadn't done for years. So I'm really excited about that. And it's allowing a little bit more of a creative outlet, which is excellent. That's great. 
That's great. Um, And that's absolutely one of those things that we need to practice to help manage this new normal of being on Zoom calls and use the other parts of our brain and be able to have some time away from work. So that's great to hear that you're doing that. One of the things that's really important to VMware, we have our epic values, execution, passion, integrity, customer, and community. And a, a big focus on community really runs throughout everything we do here at VMware. What is one philanthropy or philanthropic organization or thing that you're particularly passionate about in terms of giving back to your community? Yeah, so I have three in particular, but one that I'm very engaged in. So We Build Character is a nonprofit that I founded in 2008. We made it official as a nonprofit in 2012. And every single year, I run leadership mentoring programs with IT managers And we pair them up with a CIO in the community. So for a 10-month program, we do a monthly curriculum, which is all about leadership and leadership skills that you need in today's world from an IT perspective. And then we also have a mentor, as I said, as a CIO in the community that mentors them. And so I started that in March. We're right in the middle of the program. We do it every single year. And I found what is most rewarding is we are truly impacting people's lives. We see a big shift in their careers when you get very deliberate and you put them with community mentors. We've literally seen everything from people being promoted within a 12-month time frame to people's lives literally completely changed in every way with weight and with marriage and all sorts of things. So it's been pretty incredible. Oh, well, that sounds fabulous. I know there's so many different ways that VMware people give back to their communities, but I think Tracy Anna's and many things you've gone above and beyond in terms of starting your own organization. And it sounds like We Build Character is really impacting people. Is this based in the United States, North America, or does it go beyond those borders? It's in the United States, yes. And we started it out in the Michigan community. Wonderful. I'm sure that we have a number of listeners who'd love to learn more. So looking forward to sharing that information with them about the impact that it's had and maybe how other people can support you and helping to invest and support a program that sounds fantastic and is, I think, in this time, particularly of the challenges over this past year, and also, frankly, the tremendous change and impact we're seeing in the IT industry, having that mentorship, having that expertise to rely on as everybody's trying to rethink and navigate their careers is probably be very helpful. So look forward to, to sharing that. That sounds great. Thanks for sharing that with us. Last question for you. As you have many years in the IT industry, as I have, we have seen it shaped by tremendous innovation change, evolution. What is one technology that you foresee being the most disruptive over the next two to three years for our partners and for your organization that is going to be at the heart of working with partners? I've said this for a few years. I still don't think we've seen the best of what AI has to offer us, to be very honest. When we think about our customers' environments, specifically healthcare, finance, some of these larger industries, I think AI is going to have an enormous impact on our customers and therefore have an enormous impact on us. And I still think we haven't even touched the surface of what can truly be delivered through AI 
both from an effectiveness perspective as well as just learning more and being more intelligent about our own customers, meaning their customers. I mean, we're seeing it now with Amazon and others, you know, it's there, but we haven't truly seen that holy grail of what this could really mean for us as a company, organization, and with our partners. I know for me personally, it's something that I spend a lot of time reading up about because I don't feel like I know enough. And I think that it will have an impact on all of us, for sure. Both career-wise as well as our industries and products. Every product today needs to have AI in it, first of all. Yeah, everything is becoming data-driven. That's right. And it's the AI which will help us all make sense of the vast quantities of data points that we're getting. So it is not just data, it is information and AI is the key. That's exactly right. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a very short and quick example. There was a major study that was done on crime in Chicago. And when they put the data and they looked at their data across, what they found was most of the crime was happening at a certain period of time in the day in a certain group of blocks within a Chicago area. And what that means is now I can now deploy my police force in a different way during those times of day and in those particular blocks. So all of a sudden, the way I actually function and the way I support my community is going to be very, very different if I know exactly where it's happening, when it's happening, how it's happening, and I can now support my community in a different way. So it's incredible. If we have the data, we will make different decisions. That's great. Well, Tracy Ann, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure to speak with you about your experiences in the IT industry, your We Build Character mentorship program, and your vision about the future of the partner experience for VMware partners. Thanks, Kathleen. It was great to spend time with you today, and thank you. Okay, and we're back. A big thanks to Tracy Ann for her time. And a thank you to all those joining us today and listening in. To connect with Tracy Ann, you can find her on LinkedIn or at Twitter at at TapAfrica. Please subscribe, follow, and review VMware Partnership Perspectives podcast from your streaming platform of choice. For more information on VMware's partner programs, please visit PartnerExecutiveEdge at VMware.com. I'm Kathleen Tandy. And you've been listening to VMware Partnership Perspectives. Thank you.